Hello ninjas and ninjas, and welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen, best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing company in the UK. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. And in this episode, I'm joined by Hemel Amrania. Now, Hemel's actually a fan of the Exposure Ninja podcast. He's been listening since the beginning. And from listening to that and being on one of our SEO courses, he started putting together a business in his spare time. Now, this business that he set up in his bedroom in his spare time while he worked full time. Now, this business started doing pretty well. And at one point, he was making four to five K profit per day from his bedroom with no costs, right? Awesome for him. And what he was doing to do that was going a little bit over to the dark side with Google AdWords. In fact, he was pretty very much <laughs> in the dark side with Google AdWords. So once I heard this story, I can't, I can't resist. I love a bit of the dark side stuff. So we brought him onto the podcast to talk about how he got this AdWords campaign performing so well on what was essentially banned products. Now, even if you're not interested in going over to the dark side yourself. Firstly, you're going to be curious like me, right? And then secondly, there's some really important lessons here that can translate to any Google AdWords campaign or in fact, any marketing campaign, because there's some really important stuff about conversion for e-commerce. He was getting his conversion rate up to 30% for e-commerce, which is awesome. So he takes us behind the scenes of this stuff, explains exactly how we did that. And he also mentions at the end, a course which he's set up and which he runs. Now, this course, you can get the recordings. And if you go to the website or whatever, you can go and buy the ordinary course. He's actually put together a special deal for Exposure Ninja podcast list, where he's included a separate module, which goes into all the really in-depth stuff that we talk about in the podcast, such as the single keyword ad groups, the bid stacking, and really optimizing the life out of your quality score to drive down your CPC as much as possible. So if you want to get access to that course, then you have to go to Google PPC Academy forwards.com forward slash ninja. But anyway, enjoy the episode. Enjoy Hemel's story. Fantastic, very entertaining story and very bright guy. Hemel, welcome to the show. Tim, hello. Good to, good to catch up with you. It's, uh, thanks for having me on the show. No worries. So uh, we're going to dive into the, the dark side of Google AdWords <laughs> and some very impressive campaign stuff that you've been doing. Before we do that, perhaps you could give us a bit of a background. So what was the business that you're running and how did you guys make money? So I got into online businesses uh, on the internet. Um, one of the first things I did was I chose a, a niche that I thought was going to be profitable. And it, it really was, you know, I mean, it, in the heydays, it was making about four or five K a day, you know, averaging around 80 K a month on this, on this business. So it was, and uh, this was just you, right? This wasn't this like was a big team in my bedroom, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. So uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean the choice of the, the choice of the niche was very cerebral. I wasn't had, I didn't have any kind of, uh, emotional investment in in the product or the offering it was thought what what works what will work as an online business and let's just attack it then you know so you started with looking for a business that you knew that there was demand for right so was this keyword research or looking on forums so no it was very much keyword research i did an internet marketing course uh, with a guy called simon coulson which i'd really recommend i started looking at things on how to do market research properly now you know, way, way back, you know, I'd, I'd always dabbled a little bit in trying to do business and, you know, big emphasis on the word try there. But, uh, you know, I tried to do things online with 
products and, and offerings which I thought were compelling, but there was no organic search volume for it. And at the time, I didn't know how to go out and look for what the search volume was. So that was a big eye-opener for me, really. It was really enlightening to, to see that you can go out on Google Trends or Google Keyword Planner and work out, you know, what's the search volume for the thing that you're going to be offering to really validate your market. So the business that you settled on, we don't, we don't want to mention the specific business or the niche. And there's a perfectly legitimate reason for this. It's not because it was anything shady or dark, but I should just preface that. We're not going to talk about the specific URL. And actually, of course. the website's no longer up anyway, is exactly. it? Exactly. So. The website's no longer up, no. But, you know, it was a, it's a basically a health supplements business. I discovered a little uh, opening in the market. There was, there was some competitors. I did some backlink analysis on... You know, just to see if I was going to be doing SEO down the line, how would it perform? Could I even compete? And at the time, I thought, you know, it's, it's great. It looks looking okay. Let's let's go for it. You know, the whole thing was very. I'd say again, it was really cerebral. It was, does this make sense on paper? Will it work as a business? So you you pick the business. You pick the particular supplements that you wanted to sell, and they were being drop shipped. Yeah, so the drop shipping business essentially. Got it. So you didn't have to keep any stock at all. Very, very low cost. For yeah, really super low cost, yeah. So there's lots of people out there who start dropshipping businesses that never get that first sale, right? They're not selling anything of enough value and they don't have a, a marketing channel. How did you begin to start selling and before you started getting hardcore in AdWords? So at the time of sort of market validation, really, what I was going to do was go out there and look for suppliers on the internet who would be able to supply direct to the customer. And, you know, you can do this. You can go out there online and, and look for this. Just Google it. And I'm sure whatever product you're offering, there will be somebody, somebody out there who would be able to manufacture it and ship it for you, for your customers. I know it sounds a little bit daunting at the beginning if you've never encountered anything like this, but just as a, as a bit of a... For my second online business, I was doing something else. It was a high-value product, a, uh, a desk office-based type product. You know, I had selected the market, actually made phone calls to various suppliers, and within 20 minutes of having the idea, I had established a, a contract with a, with a supplier <laughs> within 20 minutes. It was, I did it in my lunch hour at work, and it was um, along with a friend of mine. So, you know, it's perfectly possible. And, and then actually generating sales for the, for the supplement business, like how did you go about that? Because you weren't using AdWords right at the start, were you? No, I wasn't. That's right. So in the beginning, uh, I had heard that using AdWords is a fantastic way to validate your market because you, know, you can go out there and get sales. Unlike with SEO where you can spend, there's a massive time delay between cause and effect often. You, know, you can circumvent this with AdWords, right? Because you can just simply on a keyword and the second that someone clicks on a, a type stack search query into the google your website comes up your advert comes up so you can you know buy traffic immediately but uh, i was really nervous about spending money it was my first online business and i lost money on businesses that i tried before so i wanted to try something um i'm really trying to bootstrap approach so the first thing i did which was, was twitter i used twitter actually to do reciprocal following and generate sales through through Twitter, and I, you know it wasn't great response. I mean, a lot of people have used Twitter in the past to, uh, and there are some guys who work it really well. But I, I was by no means an expert in Twitter marketing, and but it worked. It worked. It got me some sales in the beginning, and it kind of validated for me that yes, I'm not wasting my time on this. So you started with reciprocal following Twitter, got some sales, and then 
from there you decided that you'd reached saturation point you wanted to go over to adwords and bing is that exactly yeah yeah so with twitter i mean i don't know if how many people have tried reciprocal following but you know twitter catches on very quickly if you try to do bulk following and and uh, unfollowing so what i did was i (laughs) created a little online software program which i wrote in, in my lab where i worked to uh emulate the clicking of a mouse i just hover the mouse over the button and basically i press go on my program and it was within random time intervals it would just click so whilst i was away sleeping it would be following essentially and and i'm following <laughs> you've got like a you've got the dna of a of a bit of a black hat hacker haven't you, well, like, you I, know, can, <laughs> I can sense it <laughs> i don't want to paint myself for that picture but essentially you know i have a very sort of uh, a a responsive mindset, I suppose, if you like. So if I see a problem, I'll try and work around that problem rather than often taking, which is the sensible thing to do often is just think, step back a little bit and see if, if this is working. But, you know, my background is in science and scientists by nature. So whenever I get confronted with a problem, my first reaction is to try and solve the problem rather than think, you know, should I be solving this problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in this case, it worked for me with this business. It worked really well. Okay, so take us through your your early steps with with AdWords. How did it go from the start for you? So my past with AdWords is pretty tumultuous. Yeah, um, what I was doing was bidding on keywords that I hadn't realised at the time were restricted, and some of the the copy that I was using in my website at the time, you know, it was was restricted. But the problem is, Google didn't tell me that uh, when I was bidding on the keywords. So what it would do, I would I would bid on these keywords. And, you know, it would, it would be ticking, ticking away happily for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, I get stung with a ban saying that you've, you know, uh, violated some of Google's policies. And I wasn't quite, it was a bit unfair, I thought, because well, you, you knew what I was selling. Here, well, here, here's, here's the website. Here's the copy. Obviously, at the time, I, was, I hadn't realized that, you know, it doesn't take much to circumvent Google's algorithm in detecting these things. And essentially afterwards, Google always does a human review generally to make sure that you're not violating their policies. So, you know, I've, I've been stung a few times with that. But every time it happened, I'd come up with a new workaround, changing domain, changing hosting, changing MAC address, etc. you know, using VPNs to mask your IP address and things like this. But down the line... You know, the AdWords thing was growing really, really well. I had a, a great product. It was, it was, um, I had good support structure behind me as well with a supplier. They, they were shipping things on a timely basis. Yeah, you know, that, that, that was my past with AdWords. It was um, lots of ups and downs, really. So you managed to get one account consistently, you know, not being banned. Is that right? Or correct, were you just correct. Yeah, so this is how it works. So you have some keywords that are restricted, and Google will assess your website algorithmically to discover if you are selling anything um, that you shouldn't be selling. So you can't, the, the website that you declare to your Google AdWords account, you can't have that violating Google's policies because eventually you will get caught out. So the thing you to do there, um, and this is, you know, this is for educational purposes only, if I'm going to stress. <laughs> of course, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> right, so what you want to do, if you do want to go down that route, is... You want to come up with something fairly innocuous that's not going to, still fairly compelling to the user. But essentially, once they click through the website after they've landed on your on the page that you've uh, you've set up on, on AdWords, 
and you then funnel to a different website down the line where the user happily discovers these things that you're selling, which you know which won't trigger Google's Google's algorithm. But I've got to say, you know, down the line, if somebody did does dig deep, and you know, if if somebody in Google AdWords carries out a human review and they try to purchase something, then of course, yeah. I wasn't even aware at the time what I was doing was um, was even naughty. I just it was uh, I was just responding to the band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you were bidding on keywords that were restricted. You needed to have copy on your site in order to sell the products, which was which would contravene Google's AdWords guide, guidelines. So you put a, essentially you put a page in between that didn't contravene any guidelines at all and then people just click through then they get to the stuff that they want so how did google not pick up on this well eventually they did you know and it, it was it took a while i mean you could remember when google have got thousands of accounts to review so fine you can get through the google's algorithm it's not going to trigger straight away but then somebody will eventually down the line carry out a test purchase and it happens, unfortunately, you know, it, it will happen. So my, my feeling is with all of these little black hat strategies is there's a very short lifetime. And, you know, what I'm trying to do now is grow a business from the ground up, just like yourself, Tim, really, where, you know, it's all white hat now. So, uh, yeah, everything I'm doing now is 100% above board. And, you know, I don't want to risk my reputation or anything like that either. So, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? These these sorts of businesses, you just got to make hay while the sun shines. I think so, you know. And you know, black hat stuff is seen everywhere. You know, you're a big SEO expert yourself. I'm sure you've seen things appearing on Google Page One, uh, even though they've got a domain score and a page authority of one. And you think, how? Yeah, how no have they done inbound this? links. You know, no yeah. inbound links. Yeah, <laughs> and the only reason they've done this is because somehow they've figured out a little tweak with some uh, hosting type masking thing going on where. Yeah, yeah, where there's some kind of, it is still a link farm essentially, but it's somehow Google doesn't pick up on it. But again, it's a very short lifetime. Those those sites that you do see on page one that have no credentials will go down eventually, no doubt about it. So perhaps you could take us through the numbers during the heyday when things were going well before it all got shut down because they are really staggering and there's some really there's some really useful white hat lessons in here about conversion rate as well, isn't there? I think. Yeah, so I mean, I'm happy to talk through the strategy with you and the strategy really takes nothing away from the AdWords. Well, it's in terms of, so the strategy doesn't take anything away from the black hat side of things. It's a totally unrelated thing. You know, the strategy that I was using to, to grow the account was a very sound white hat strategy, right? It was just uh, using sound principles really to grow the AdWords account. The black hat stuff was just to hide the domain essentially. Nothing more to it than that. With the ad spend, I was spending around £200 a day, and that was resulting in around 80, 80 or so conversions per day. Each transaction value was roughly around £40 to £50. So, you know, you can do the maths there. But essentially, I was earning around £4,000 a day with an ad spend of only £200 a day, which is not bad, right? Not bad for your bedroom, mate. Not bad. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there were some things that I was doing there at the beginning. That the, the conversion rate right at the beginning was really quite low. It was around 1%, 2%. Um, which, you know, is very much industry standard. And then I'd, over a series of optimizations, I managed to get this up to around 30% conversion rate, which was, which was pretty good. And that's 30% on a purchase, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I mean, all I was doing was purchasing. So when, I mean, you could say my CPA is around 
uh, £2.50, right? Where really the CPA is equivalent to the um, cost per conversion, right? Because my acquisition is a conversion to sale. So you're getting a cost per sale of 250 on a 40 to 50 pound sale this is it so this is now looking like the good old days of adwords about 10 years ago where clicks were costing around a penny a click and you know very much very quickly at the moment these days in, in these days today you, you can't really sell a product of around 30 to 40 quid because your conversion rate is typically going to be only around one two percent so uh, if you're averaging roughly a pound a click then that kind of prohibits the sale of anything with a transaction value of around £100. This is quite a unique thing here where I was trying to sell a product that's quite low, quite a low, a low value, low transaction value product and still making a profit on per sale. So talk us through some of the conversion lessons that you learned getting it from 1% to 30%. Right. So I'm, I, was, I was a big fan of your podcast, Tim Kitchen. Of course. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> a couple of really valuable lessons I learned in the early days of your podcast were to offer a free product in the beginning. And I did I wouldn't say I split tested this because you can't do it at the same time. But what I did do is I did try getting the the the, the searcher, the user to land on a product page. And then I tried later on to try and uh, see how the conversion rate was impacted by having them land on a free product page. So I was essentially offering a free sample. And this had a a massive impact on my overall profitability because what happened what would happen is they the purchaser would establish credibility with your store with a free sample that was delivered uh, with free delivery as well and then they'd go out and buy the product um, straight away again uh, straight afterwards yeah so the overall profitability was great really interesting so you weren't making any money were you taking card details or anything or was it just purely I was, yeah. Sorry, so I think I think I was at the time. Maybe I did charge for shipping, but it was a very nominal amount, like a couple of quid, just to cover the cost of the shipping and the cost of the goods. So I was covering my costs, but what I was doing there was essentially lead generation because ninety percent of those people came back for a repeat purchase. That's awesome. You also mentioned that you um, use live chat as well. What what happened when you added live chat? Yeah, so when I added live chat, my conversion rate improved dramatically yeah, because straight away, you're going to realize that the industry I was in was particularly shady, perhaps, maybe. So the fact that they had somebody to talk to immediately uh, if they were on your website meant that um, you could quickly establish credibility and dispel any, any, um, any concerns they might have. So my conversion rate improved dramatically by having that on. So people would allow in your product page from the Google AdWords interface and then once there they might have some questions they would ask about delivery dispatch etc and they'd go into the live chat where i'd respond and that i'd secure the sale that's awesome and it's not just quote unquote shady industries that, that live chat works for we actually recommended not at all absolutely yeah. i mean i've got the stuff i got straight from your podcast so you will give a live chat um, thing work, work, work wonders the the free sample thing work wonders this was I think one of, in your early days of your podcast so you mentioned it so yeah look I've got to say thanks there as well for uh, some of the education there too cool I'll send you the bank details for the uh, the commission <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. So once you had this, you had the the AdWords campaign running, you had the um, landing page converting on the free product plus shipping. What were you doing inside AdWords to continue to improve the efficiency? Because you didn't, I'm guessing you didn't just put, sit down and put your feet up, right? No, look, I mean, bad things happen when you walk away from AdWords, right? So (laughs) That's such a good quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my, my sort of motto there, my sort of, uh, I lived by waking up in the morning, even before going to work, because I still had a day job at this point. Still do have a day job. What I was doing was logging in every morning and just going through my account, going through the search query report in particular to identify negative keywords to try and improve my click-through rate. And and I, I can't stress how important that is, because especially in the early days when you're using when you're, when you're assigning a broad match properties to some of your keywords, you know you're going to be picking up a lot of crap there. It's important to identify, you know, where you can save money from the outset. So, going through the search query report to pick up your to, to identify your negative keywords, and then also identifying the keywords which I think are obvious conversion have, have a high conversion probability. And then what I would do is add those keywords specifically with, uh, with an exact match type, and you know, essentially bid stacking, right? So whilst I'm getting the best possible price for the keywords that I'm specifically targeting, I'm also casting a wide net to pick up some new keywords and identify negative keywords as well at the same time. The other thing I was doing was, I think most people don't, I think, so I'm, I'm an AdWords consultant now and uh, I'm Google certified and everything. So it's all white hat, it has to be. <laughs> but uh, what I realized from consulting my clients is that most people don't really understand the way the Google ad auction works and most people don't even know what the quality score is. Once you realize that a lot of the clients' accounts I look at who have come to me you know, with existing AdWords accounts, some of, the, some of their quality scores are around sort of four or five. So you know, they're paying twice as much as they should be or mm. could be. So throughout my AdWords account, it was mostly... Although I started off with some fours or fives and the quality scores for certain keywords, I was towards the end of um, I was managing to get ten around nine or ten a perfect a perfect perfect score quality score, and this was done through a little well known strategy single keyword ad groups, which isn't really it's it's termed as an advanced strategy. It's nothing difficult really, but I think you have to understand the rationale behind the way it works in order to use it effectively. So you have to know how the quality score is calculated, how it works, how the ad auction works. So, you know, I did spend a bit of time, a lot of time learning how to do AdWords. And that was, um, that was really useful for me because I kind of have a very scientific approach to things. I have a, a, a data-driven mindset. So rather than taking, making decisions based on hunches, I'd look at the data and make decisions. I, I love that. And I'm getting that from you. You've actually... Um... We'll talk about it at the end, but you've actually put together a bit of a training course, haven't you, on on things like bid stacking, this ruthless optimization of quality score or single keyword ad groups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I have I have um, lectured often at uh, some internet business schools, and I've put together a course which was filmed when I was delivering a course for Simon Coulson, actually. And this is film that's been put together as an online course now, and I've added on an extra module, a uh, an advanced uh, an advanced AdWords strategies course for people who really want to boost their performance in their in their AdWords campaigns. And this is a special offer 
this is on special offer for for all of um, the Exposure Ninja listeners. Cool. So we'll we'll talk about that a bit. A bit sure. The end. Sure. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, Hamilton, was your upselling because quite common in the free plus shipping model is that once people have filled in their info, they may have purchased the shipping or whatever. There's then some kind of upsell. This is something that you used, isn't it? And um, maybe you could take us through some of the examples of, of the upsells that you used. Yeah, absolutely. So what I was doing, it's very difficult. In the, way the, in the early days of when I started learning about upselling, I was a little bit confused because I had only one product to offer. But, you know, it's absolutely fine because if you've got a product that you can offer a variation in terms of the quantity. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, I, got, I got this from... Um, one of Russell Brunson's teachings, actually, he had a supplements funnel or something, and he he had a similar kind of setup where he was selling one product, and he implemented a funnel where he was upselling further quantities of the exact same thing, and it worked out to be really effective for him. So I tried to emulate this in my website where I installed an upselling funnel. I think it was a might even be a WooCommerce plugin or uh, extension or something like that, and. At the checkout, they'd be offered a discounted product, a discounted price for uh, for extra extra quantity. So I was doing the upselling there. But the other thing I was doing, Tim, was which uh, I learned from a guy called Ben Brophy. It's a uh, an exit intent pop up. So as you hover your mouse um, around the uh, the screen, and then you, as it starts drifting towards the the back button, then they'd get it. They get they'd get um, presented with a pop up. With an exclusive discount code or something like that to, you know, bring them back to uh, try and com- try and complete the purchase. And I actually noticed you were doing that on your Exposure Ninja website, Tim, as well. Yeah, we do. We actually used to have a webinar which we would only fill through exit intent pop-ups, and it was it was one of our best converting things. Yeah, I think it works wonders. Absolutely. So what sort of difference would you say that the exit intent and the, I'm really interested in the upsell, had to the average order value? Well, the average order value was around 20, 20 pounds, actually. And, but the average transaction value was 40 pounds, simply on account of doing this, uh, this upselling. Wow. Yeah, so I was effectively doubling the transaction value, yeah? Oh, yes, I was offering more, 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 more quantity but it was so cheap anyway for me that it made no no difference really to the bottom line. So actually, I was almost almost doubling my profit just by having the uh, the upsell, which, which most people would do once they've they'd established credibility with you. Because once once they've been presented with a free sample and they'd received it, you'd effectively establish credibility one hundred percent. Because what what person on the planet would go out there and offer them these things for free? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's, that's really interesting that, uh, that it I had... I can't stress how important that was, yeah. I can't stress how important that was. Okay, so this was running nicely and then it started to go pretty south, didn't it? <laughs> it, it, it did, it did. You know, what I didn't realise at the time was uh, whilst I was, you know, I'd, I'd worked out a solution with Google AdWords, unfortunately payment processes took objection to certain classes of products as well. So this resulted in a few fines, from, uh, I'm not going to name any names because I'm probably not allowed to do that. But, and also, they might catch up with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I have fifty thousand pounds worth of fines, Tim. So, uh, and this is at a time when I was making some seriously good money. Um, well, just before I started making the good money, actually. So it was a bit concerning. Um, eventually, you know, you, there are payment processes you can get now for selling all kinds of products. So, 
I did manage your, um, to figure out a way around those issues. But in the early days, it was really unfair, actually, because what they would do, the, you know, you, the, when, you, when you sign up for an account with, say, PayPal, for example, you know, uh, what they'd do, they, they'd approve your account based on the copy of your website, et cetera. And then maybe not PayPal, but somebody else, what they would do is they would approve your account and then that way down the line a few weeks later, they would maybe do a review of your account and choose to decide that the products you were selling were in violation of their policy and then sting you with a huge fine, which I thought was really unfair because most processors out there, what they would do is they would approve the account based on all the information that you present them. Mm. You know, and with some of the more popular solutions out there like PayPal, Stripe, etc., they issue approvals willy-nilly and then down the line they'll sting you with a huge fine. So just a word of caution for guys out there. Yeah, you know, these these are products are, you know, very like, for example, adult products. Most people don't even realise actually that um, selling photography is not allowed on certain processes because of uh, the copyright complications and things like this. Yeah, it's a whole minefield, isn't it? We've got it's a minefield and but some clients in adult and they have an absolute terrible time finding any processes that would, would deal with them. It's um, it's awful really. Well, you can send them my way, see, because I am the world's expert on payment processes now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it's been a big, big learning curve. Love it, love it. So what next for you? Obviously, this business is is no more. Um, you mentioned that you're doing some consultancy around PPC. Yeah, so but this this business was great while it lasted. But you know, the internet business world is very fast moving, very fast paced. New entrants in the market all the time. I moved out. I'm completely happy with that. It was a bit of a headache anyway, to be honest. But I made some good money whilst I was in it. And now, really, I want to do something a little bit more educational. You know, I've got an industry in science, and I like data analyze uh, data analysis and things like this so adwords really i really gravitated towards adwords actually because with seo seo is fantastic but it's um it can be very frag approach to seo can be very fragmented whereas with adwords i find the process is a little bit more prescriptive you know what i mean yeah yeah so adwords you know i love adwords and uh, i do lots of consulting with adwords now i'm uh, you know running a healthy business doing that so I have a, another website called semdoctor.co.uk, semdoctor.co.uk, where I serve um, AdWords clients. But um, I've also done a little AdWords Academy course, which um, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll share the details later on. Yeah, well, let, let's let's talk about it now. I think it's, it's something which will be quite useful for people. So if people want to learn about the more... I mean, obviously, they're learning the, the good white hat stuff as well, but there is also some really useful lessons in... <laughs> the black hat stuff and, and some stuff which is in the gray area, which I think is important to know about. So how can people check out the course? So, yeah, so the course, you, you can go onto a website, which I've set up. It's uh, googleppcacademy.com, all one word. And there I have put together a course where, you know, you will learn the basics of things like account creation. You know, most people go out there and start a, a campaign with no conversion tracking in Google AdWords Express, which is the most dumbed down version of Google AdWords with, with built-in inefficiencies. <laughs> so, and, and they'll come to me and say, yeah, Google AdWords doesn't work for me. You know, the reality is Google AdWords works for most people. You just have to know how to do it properly. And I will share in this course, I share with you from, from the outset, you know, how to go out there and do keyword research effectively 
And then strategies on how to lower your cost per click by doing things like improving your quality score, improving your click-through rate, things like this. Um, I've got to stress there is nothing, you know, black hat about this. This is all very much um, how to use Google AdWords properly. In many ways, there's loads of stuff out there on YouTube, you know, admittedly from Google themselves on how to use Google AdWords properly. They have a Google Academy. But my argument here is, you know, you don't want to be learning how to use Google AdWords from Google. You know, Google's got a very different agenda. They want to maximize your click-through rate because they want to, they'll, they'll, they're profiting off your clicks, right? So what I'm teaching is how to improve your profit with Google AdWords. Yes, a very different thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you want to reach a special offer for the for, for this course, it's googleppcacademy.com slash ninja, where your, all your Exposure Ninja listeners will be able to have access to an extra module on um, advanced Google AdWords strategies, things like single keyword ad groups, bid stacking and things, all the things that I use to grow my account to um, you know, super efficiency. Awesome. So that's the stuff that we've been talking about today, isn't it? So go to googleppcacademy.com forward slash ninja to check that out. And we'll also link to it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. And if, for, you know, if anybody wants to reach me on my personal website, it's uh, semdoctor.co.uk. It's, uh, it's just something I put together with, along with a, a, an SEO analytics genius friend of mine, Will William Hart. So, uh, yeah, that's just a super simple aside, though. But for the course, it's yeah, googleppcacademy.com forward slash ninja. Hemel, thank you so much for joining us and taking us behind the scenes of your very exciting journey. Tim, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's you know, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I never would have thought I'd actually be on the podcast and I was listening to it um, all this time. So, yeah, it's been, it's been phenomenal. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate it. No worries, dude. You deserve it all. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thank you.